0: Students, happy Wednesday. We're glad that you joined us for, here for Answers to Gospel Questions. And when I say us, I mean Brothers Lawson and Wing. How you doing, Brother Wing?
1: Oh, just fantastic.
0: Well, I'm glad you're doing fantastic. Um, were you going to ask how I was doing? Oh, yeah. I was wondering about that. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm doing intermittent fasting. I've lost 11 pounds.
1: That is impressive.
0: So, oh, Very yeah. impressive. that's why I, my jowls look a lot tighter. I'm a lot more muscular. You'll you'll see. I'm. I might. I might be in the Olympics soon. You'll so, be doing a pull up pretty soon. Yes, I will. Yeah, maybe multiple pull ups. All right, students. I know you want to hear more about my health journey. But today, instead, we are going to uh, we're going to study Isaiah, and we're going to study a pretty good question uh, today. I think I think before I tell you what the question is, let me let me tell you about an experience I had when I was just real quickly when I was a kid. Um, when I mean a kid, I was like twelve years old, and I remember people getting up in fast and testimony meeting typically, sometimes I guess in talks and stuff, people would get up and they would say things like this. Um, I am grateful for Jesus Christ and his atonement. I don't understand. I don't understand it, but I'm really grateful for it. I remember as a 12 year old kid, maybe thinking that I knew a little bit about the gospel when I was 12 or something. And I said, I, I totally get it. I totally understand the atonement. I remember having this thought thinking, yeah, so Jesus, he took upon our sins. Now we can repent. And you can see the level of of pondering I had done on the on Jesus Christ's sacrifice and his atonement. It was just real simple for me to to figure out in, in my brain. The more I studied it, the more in awe I have become and continue to become in in this process. And I think that that speaks to the question that we are going to discuss today on answers to gospel questions, and that is. How can I better understand and maybe even appreciate what Christ did for me? To do this, we're going to just look at a few verses in Isaiah chapter 63. Brother Wing, maybe you could start us off uh, and see if we can find an answer to that question. How can I better understand and maybe even appreciate what Christ has done specifically for me?
1: Yeah, so Isaiah really speaks about Christ and his second coming. Uh, He implies here that... um, people will ask the question, you know, who is this coming here with dyed garments or that in red, you know? And, and so then Christ has an answer to that question in verse three, he says, I have trodden the wine press alone. And of the people, there was none with me for, I will tread them in mine anger um, and trample them in my fury and my blood shall sprinkle upon my garments and I will stain all my raiment. Um, First part sounds good. Second part sounds kind of rough there. <laughs> yes, uh, it does. Although actually the first part is also um, very sensitive to think of mm-hmm. the Lord doing this alone. And yet because he performed this alone and paid the price of our sins in, in, in essence, like um, the blood that he shed, the life that he gave for our, for us, And now he's going to fight our battles Um, and through the power that he has, he has through his atonement, he will fight our battles. And so um, he will defend, protect, um, and uh, in the end, destroy uh, the wicked, those who are afflicting, those who are trying to come unto him. Um, And yet there's this real clear place where he says repeatedly, like he trod the wine press alone or verse five. I looked and there was none to help. I wondered and there was none to uphold. Like it was Christ and Christ alone that could perform this, um, this perfect offering, um, this sacrifice for sin that only he could provide through his own infinite being, um, to provide a result that would have eternal blessings, uh, for us. And so when it talks about him doing this alone, it says there, for my own arm brought salvation. And so it's him alone that did it. And it's him alone that we will look look for um, to then receive this. So yeah, he was alone um, in performing the atonement for us. And now he's going to make it so that we will, we never have to be alone. We can always call upon him for strength, for succor, for help and guidance
0: and power that is beyond what we have i think you feel pretty much similar to the way isaiah felt when he said then in verse seven he's like let me mention uh, i will mention the loving kindnesses Now that's a that's all one word by the way loving kindnesses use that in your vocabulary he says i will vent- i will mention the loving kindnesses of the lord uh where the Lord says, you know, the Lord who is who has trodden the wine press alone. Uh, we know that Gethsemane, where the Savior s- suffered and and sweat uh, drops of blood from every pore. The word Gethsemane means place of the press. That's where Jesus alone, remember his apostles fell asleep. There were none to to strengthen them or help him. He he took upon the sins all by himself, um, and and he was the one, you know. Lest we look to anyone or anywhere else for our salvation and for our redemption, the Savior mentions over and over. The loving kindnesses come from him. He's the one that did it all alone. And we, like in verse 8 says, we are his people. And then in verse 9, I think it's it's very uh, instructive to know this. Uh, I love what Isaiah says that in all their affliction, their meaning, you and I, he was afflicted. Uh, I think that's important to, to recognize that sometimes we'll hear people say things like, I know what Jesus Christ, I know that Jesus suffered just for me. I know what he feels like to have this happen to him. Well, here's some scriptural backup for you in Isaiah chapter 63, verse nine, in all their affliction, not in some of their affliction or in much of their affliction, in all their affliction, he was afflicted. So think of, I mean, affliction can mean a lot of things. It can mean much more than just, uh, sin. It can be much more than just physical ailments. It can be everything in all our afflictions. He was afflicted, uh, and in his love and in his pity, he redeemed us. Uh, he bared us. He carried us all the days of old. All right. So, so the savior in our affliction, he loves us, uh, He has pity on us, he redeems us, and he carries us, uh, bears us uh, in all afflictions. I think that's, I love that verse there to help us better understand what Christ did for me and help us better appreciate what Christ did in our garden. This
1: this is the reason why we go to the scriptures is to connect with the Lord, to understand him, his mission, um, and receive what he has to offer to us. And so I really appreciate chapters like Luke 22 or Doctrine and Covenants section 19 where we can get a better taste um, or understanding of what it is that Christ did for us. And we can start to feel at least we can't. I mean, we got these finite brains that can't even possibly understand the majesty of the Lord or how the atonement really works, you know, to to save us. But we can we can start to understand a little bit to open us to the power that He can provide. And I think these chapters help us. And so Isaiah 63 is one of those chapters that can give us a, a little bit more understanding and then prompt a little uh, repentance, you know, to, to turn to the Lord and to, to uh, work with Him um, to lead to our
0: own salvation. Awesome. Excellent students. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Answers Gospel Questions. Next time we'll have feasting with friends on Friday, but until next time, remember, we love your guts. Stay righteous.